1: Introducing Mortgage Matters. This is a great time to go buy a house. This is when the real estate
2: fortunes are made. A State show
1: dedicated amazing. to helping you navigate the challenging and ever-changing financial and real estate landscape. People need to understand, this is not a typical downturn. At a certain point, we will get the spread of the virus under control, and at that time, confidence will return. Now, your host, the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending. I'm not going to do anything rash or hastily. I don't do that. But the country wants to get back to work. Broadcasting from the KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 9657. Studios in San Luis Obispo. What economy are you talking about? It's It's time for Mortgage Mortgage Matters.
3: All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Mortgage Matters. Got my trusty radio partner, Dan Podesto, here with me today.
4: We've been doing radios almost as long as we've been doing
3: mortgage. Yeah, and Central Coast <laughs> Lending. Anyway. Right, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like this last week I spent a lot of time describing and talking about what the mortgage business is, uh, the crazy ride it's been for me, which is, I don't know, what are we, year 17 or 18 now? I mean, you're you're barely yeah. longer than me, right? Yeah. Yeah, 18 years. Yeah, 18 long years. time. Yeah. Long time wild ride. And I've got and I've got gray hair to prove it. That's right. So much has changed and yet a lot of it is still the same.
4: <laughs> I've saw I saw some some uh little funny memes on the internet this week that said check on your friends in the mortgage
3: business. They're not okay. Yeah. they are (laughs)
4: like buried in paper. Yeah.
3: Well, and interestingly enough, back then you were buried in paper. Today you're just buried in digital stuff. And the digital stuff is like, you know, text messages, voicemails, faxes, online applications, emails, secure messages. Yep. Oh, sometimes the secure message stuff can put me over the edge. It can be so hard (laughs) to log into the secure message stuff, but... Yeah, so anyhow, um, that that is funny. But don't worry, guys. We're doing okay. Uh, we, we are staying plenty busy. I know that a lot of you guys that are doing loans with us right now listen to the show to get your update. So the update, though, here's good news. We're catching up we're doing better uh have hired a new full-time underwriter which we're anticipating being able to bring some tremendous lift to us i mean that's a uh basically a 25 a percent increase in capacity um, just based in sheer body count alone <laughs> so we're we're really excited about that and um yeah so we've got uh an hour to spend with you here today it is pre-recorded so um it's Thursday now we're we're able to bring you the news I know tomorrow is going to be jobs report so we're gonna we're gonna be late on bringing that to the conversation so by the time you hear this you'll already know what happened there um, ADP is predicting a lot of jobs added and um, so there is a handful of kind of news pieces that we can talk about today in terms of housing and some covid related stuff and um, really interesting so I, I think in this first segment um we can just jump on in and, and try to bang out some of the covid stuff uh just to get it out of the way Oh, well, we're gonna you talk know. about covid today a little, <laughs> a little bit <laughs> Who I, mean, I each week each week that we're able to do the show i've been sharing this data about um houses in forbearance and uh what that looks like and um you know they're <laughs> It's kind of honestly. I mean, if you if you could look at it this way, there's some good news. The numbers are declining. Um, there there's about two billion dollars worth of loans in that are currently in deferment that is set to expire here. Um, pretty quickly but um, the number of mortgages in active forbearance fell 95,000 over the last week so that's a two and a half 2.6 percent drop it also marks five consecutive weeks of improvement in terms of the loans that are coming out of forbearance and that means that um, you know Hopefully, it means that those people have turned around their household and and been able to resume paying um, the mortgage again. Um, we currently sit at a twenty four percent lower than the peak, which was in May, and so we've had a hundred and. A million 170,000 forbearance plans have been fulfilled since then. So, as we sit here today, um, there's about 3.6 million homeowners that remain in a COVID 19 related forbearance plan, which constitutes about a little less than 7% of overall mortgages in the nation. So, um, surprisingly low um on the heels of this covid talk though um i think since we last did the show in fact i remember when we were recording the show last that was during the break we had learned that um that was when ruth um ruth bader ginsburg yeah when she passed away yeah so that was that was a couple weeks ago um in fact might even be two weeks ago to the day yeah yeah i'm not sure i think it was on a Friday. Was it? Recorded, huh? Yeah. At any rate, um, you know, since then, San Luis made its way. I'm not very good at all of the color chart stuff here, but we made it to red flag
4: California. California. California, sorry. California the um, positivity rate fell below 3%, which was the threshold that moved us from purple risk to red risk. Um, and so that allowed us to. I think uh, restaurants are able to have indoor seating up
3: to 25% capacity. Uh, there's Gems at 10% capacity, Right. Um, hair salons and other personal services. Like those high touch services are now open at a diminished capacity. But so we're seeing the economy uh, reopen a little bit again, which is nice. Um, there was a really interesting article this week. If you guys haven't checked it out yet, go dig it up. Yelp released a survey showing the number of businesses closing and having closed and, Um, and are attempting now to, you know, they've got a lot of data about businesses that report themselves open or close. Um, They are showing now a decreasing number of overall closures. Right now, it sits at... um, as of August 31st, 163,735 U.S. businesses have closed since the beginning of the pandemic. And which that's is, permanent closure? Um, permanent closures they kind of dig in and break it down a little bit farther. It seems debatable. Okay. Um, The estimate right now is that 60% of those businesses will not reopen. Um, And so that makes it just a touch under 98,000 businesses they believe to be permanently closed. And it's not too difficult for us to be able to figure out what businesses those are that are permanently closed. Um, The restaurant businesses, the bar businesses, uh, retail shopping, I mean, those mark, I mean, restaurants of those 90 Eight thousand restaurants mark 32,000 of them. Just over 32,000 restaurants closed and are estimated to not reopen. Retail and shopping makes up another 30,000. Beauty and spas makes up about 16,500. Those industries, and, and obviously it's of no surprise to anybody alive today, those have been the things that you haven't been able to do. Right. And those businesses operate on pretty tight margins. I was
4: going to say, even... Even though, you know, we're making progress and now they can seat 25% capacity, the margins that they operate on are so thin that anything short of a full house is hard to be profitable. Right.
3: Well, and I mean, and... This is one of those things. I mean, couple this with one of the things we shared on the last episode of Mortgage Matters was how the Fed said, hey, you guys, you should expect rates to remain this way next to zero for the next three years. Mm-hmm. And here's why. Uh, anybody that wants to talk about, you know, you keep hearing this stuff about um, the V-shape versus the K-shape recovery. I don't know that I've been, I can't seem to figure out the K. When I look at the K, I don't get <laughs> it. Uh, but at any rate, how, whatever shape you want to apply or predict the reality of it is you don't bounce back fast from a hundred thousand businesses going out of business permanently um and while the overall trend of businesses closing is decreasing they're still closing and like you said it's really difficult to run a business i'm gonna say in general Owning sure. a business is challenging. <laughs> Coming up with your margin, providing that great service, uh, whatever product you're bringing, I think it, it's not without challenges. Always, when you're at any diminished capacity, you're really struggling to have your business um, survive. Uh, and you know, interestingly enough, you know we got a list also in the closure data here that talks about um, the businesses that have done well. Lawyers, real estate agents, architects, accountants, um, automotive services, towing companies, plumbers, contractors. Um, So, and those are the things that, you know, I think by and large have been determined to be essential services. So, it's, it's not too surprising, but it, it really just means that there's a long road ahead. I've been hearing about restaurants that are changing locations right now. I've also seen locally some new restaurants open. Mm. Um I guess a good time to hit the ground running if you were waiting for your spot, right? Possibly, you yeah. know if you had the capital and sure. the menu and the vision and just were waiting for the spot, there's space available today. So, um, you know, and in, in from the economic standpoint, that's nice to see the vacancy filled, but you have some lives that are shattered and then some new ones that are risking it all to get it going. And you know, I I actually was able to have lunch out today. I went to Dan's Grub Shack in Atascadero. It was the first time, we were the first table that he's been able to sit inside in quite a while. And he was thrilled to be able to welcome people inside the restaurant. <laughs> he said he has employees working for him that had never had a customer inside the <laughs> restaurant. Um, so, but yeah, anyway, as we talked about it, you know, he was, he, he, someone in his family also owns a, uh slow County based restaurant and said, well, they just spent thousands of dollars getting the, the equipment up to be able to operate outside, you know, building those nifty little things that keep you from leaning into the gutter, um, you know, on a handrail and whatever else accompanies that ability to, to operate the business outside. Um, and so anyway, just, it sounds challenging. It sounds hard. And, um, I almost have like some survivor's guilt about how it's going for us. I mean, we're among the lucky that are that are working and doing well, and I mean, even from this list, obviously there's a lot of them that a lot of businesses that are doing well, but um, so many that are not doing well. Uh, And then I think also yesterday marked the end of the PPP loans, right? Wasn't that, that was all wrapped up at the end of September. It's now October. Um, If that doesn't blow your mind. Wrapped up, huh? Well, Uh, just the ability to get any uh, new ones. And now based on, you know, I think everyone's entering into the final bookkeeping of how you're going to repay it if you owe it. Right, right. so anyhow it's a it's strange I'm having trouble accepting that it's October it feels weird to me, especially because um, we have yet another heat wave upon us, where uh, it's pretty piping hot here in the North County. Still, you go out, go outside, um, and it's like, wow, the heat is on out here. Hey, it was ninety in Morro Bay this morning. That is very warm in Morro Bay. <laughs> yeah, and you guys
4: aren't built for it. At least we no. all have air conditioning. <laughs> no air conditioning in <laughs> my house.
3: Yeah. yeah, it's an uncomfortable ninety. <laughs> Man, it's unreal. Um so yeah I mean that in in this regard of the economic data I think that that piece kind of rounds out the uh the covid stuff to talk about there we've been rushed through this a couple of times on the show so I want to I want to take a break and come back and talk about some of the products that have come back um we had jumbo loans we know got chased off at covid um high balance loans were kind of adversely priced and and enough of that has changed now that i think that we could do a little segment about that so i want to go ahead here and take the first commercial break of the show uh, take some time out to thank the sponsors and we'll be back in just a minute with more mortgage matter stick around
1: Stay tuned. More from the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending in just seconds. Thanks for listening to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5.
5: It's time to make a change. Get lean and efficient in time for summer with Kennedy Club Fitness and AM Sun Solar. Schedule your free consultation with AM Sun Solar and you could win a one-year membership to Kennedy Club Fitness. That's right. Get entered to win a one-year membership with Kennedy Club Fitness when you schedule your free solar consultation with AM Sun Solar today. AM Sun Solar is your local solar company providing exceptional service. Since 2001. Call us at 805 772 6786 or visit us at amsunsolar.com.
3: Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. As a direct VA lender, we specialize in helping the great servicemen and women of the Central Coast utilize their benefit to purchase and refinance real estate. We thank you for your service and believe it's a distinct honor to serve you. Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved.
2: Just call 543 we are the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast
0: Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328358. Hi. This is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending.
3: We are using low down payment programs and down payment assistance programs to help folks just like you buy their first home. You may not need to save and wait as long as you think. Are you ready to explore home ownership? Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved.
2: Just call 543 low We're the mortgage experts on the Central Central
0: Coast. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328358. In the heart of wine country, in Templeton, home to one of the top school districts, you can own a brand new, beautiful home, not a condo, a home, built by the best, starting for less than $500,000. Introducing Vineyard Creek from Coastal Community Builders, who've been shaping our community for 30 years. Right now, Vineyard Creek, just off Las Tablas Road in Templeton, has plenty of homes to choose from, but with prices starting below $500,000, homes are selling fast. Visit coastalcommunitybuilders.com today.
1: In these times of economic turmoil, it's hard to know where to turn for financial security. At Blakesley and Blakesley, they've been providing solid financial advice for over 30 years. If you'd like a second opinion on your investments or just a financial tune-up, turn to a proven name you know you can trust. Blakesley and Blakesley for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Come to Blakesley and
3: Blakesley with offices in San Luis Obispo, Santa Maria, and Paso Robles. Member FINRA and SIPC.
0: back and thanks for tuning in to mortgage matters on kvec news
1: talk 920 and fm 96.5 join in on the conversation at 805-543-8830 or 1-800-549-5832 now back to the mortgage experts from central coast lending
3: All right, guys, welcome back. Um, so, we had to round out this this COVID talk. I guess we're probably going to talk COVID the whole time, right? Because even when we dig into the real estate stuff that we've got stacked up here for the third segment, it's all COVID based. <laughs>
4: I know. Whatever I, we're getting ready to meet for the, this show. I'm, you know, we all, I always want to compare notes. What are we going to talk about today? <laughs> it's always COVID. COVID. Lately, anyway.
3: It's too much about, like, everyday life now.
4: Everything's affected by it. Yeah. So it has to be a big part of the show.
3: Yeah. I thought about you this week, though. Uh, I mean, I think about you all the time. But I thought about you (laughs) in a baseball context. Yeah, baseball. Uh, I saw that um, as many as, like, 21,000 tickets are going to be sold to championship series games for MLB.
4: Uh, I saw let, I gonna saw let, they were going to let 15,000 people watch the World Series Was what right? I saw. Yeah. Which sounds awesome. I'd love to so see some live if baseball. if your
3: <laughs> Oakland Athletics make it to the World Series, would you go?
4: Man, I don't know. I guess I'd have to see the price of that ticket before I even get real serious about it. But I mean, there's, if there's only 15,000 of them, I kind of imagine there's a lot of zeros on that price tag.
3: Or there's a lot of people that don't want to go and get caught up in a crowd, um, you know, and getting getting one step at a time. Don't I'm not looking too far ahead. Okay.
4: today, today, the A's got a monkey off their back. First time they won a playoff series since 2006.
3: That's fantastic. How do you like that? Oh, I have some great segues about things I, since 06, but we're not going there yet. <laughs> Dang. We're not doing that yet. That uh, was almost perfect radio. Yeah, we'll bring it We'll bring it later. <laughs> Remember the, this
4: moment later.
3: Yeah, the 06 <laughs> reference. <laughs> uh, we'll tie it back to the Oakland Athletics. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we we spent a handful of shows at the beginning of the pandemic talking about um, just kind of mind blown about how the banks were choosing to react to the economic threat and ultimately dropping into this really, really conservative protectionist mode of, hey, we don't want this loan. We don't want that loan. We don't want this, Just running all the way through it and um, most of it, I would dare say most of it is, is back to normal. Yeah. I still do see a fair discrepancy between the pricing of some of the high balance loans where basically if you have a a combination of two risk factors, maybe even one, but if you have two risk factors, your pricing is, is pretty bad, pretty quick. And so, um, but, but, Jumbo financing is is back to some Mostly degree. To,
4: yeah, I think there's like you said the the layering of risk factors where maybe that's an area where things are still not available. Um for instance jumbo loans jumbo loans themselves are um, a loan that are held in portfolio for the most part. And so if those go bad, they, they're really a bad problem for the bank that originated that loan. A lot
3: of money, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so they the have, money.
4: you know, we were before pre-COVID, we were seeing the ability to do 95% jumbo financing or 90% jumbo financing. Now it seems like jumbo's capped out at about 80 yeah. You know, they want to see the 20% down. The other area I still see that is, um, hasn't come back are the second liens, the equity lines of credit in particular. Yeah, um, It seemed like those were readily available up to 90% at a lot of places. Um, scaled back to about 80. Scaled back to 80. But there's a lot of banks that aren't even offering them. Uh, right. Wells Fargo, for instance, the largest... One of the largest lenders in the country, they're not offering any equity lines at all. Wells right Fargo now.
3: still not doing cash out refis. Yep. Yeah, Um, Jumbo is still pretty scaled back still not doing home equity line of credit of the banks that are doing home equity lines of credit um, most of them not wanting anything to do with self-employed borrowers Um, and yeah like you mentioned it wasn't uncommon to be able to find a a line of credit around here anyway to a 90% combined loan to value in other words letting you leverage up to within 10% of the value of your home whereas today they're being a little more conservative and holding that back i also found that a few of the recent home equity lines that i've seen procured um have stepped up the floor rate a little bit with these interest rates being so low they want like a four percent floor rate so that you know most of these home equity lines of credit are based on prime plus a margin and prime being so low um margin being so low right now they're looking for um a floor that just guarantees that if you've got a balance on there you're not going to pay less than four percent interest for a variable line of credit yeah um you even
4: learned this week that there's kind of some scaling back of lending in the commercial world right you were kind of sharing with me the uh, a friend in a the commercial bank or ag banking, I guess, is what it was.
3: Yeah, he does a lot of business banking in general, okay. not just ag. Um, but, yes, it's manufacturing, commercial, um, business lines of credit, kind of those bigger business things. And, yeah, he he told me, and I just I'm called to catch up. We hadn't talked in a while, and I honestly had no idea what was going on there. Um, but as you could imagine, um, I mean, self-employed loans have been tricky for us, right? We've had added um, added guidelines that are still in place where if you're self-employed, we need to see your profit and loss statement. We want to see some bank statements that sort of back up the fact that you're open and making money. Um, even if you're a, a landlord now, there's new requirements that we need to see your lease and prove that, that you've, you've got rent. <laughs> if you're using them to qualify, we yeah. need to see that you got your rent for the last three months. Mm-hmm. So... Um, But on these business loans, hey, 100% of your clientele is self-employed. They're business owners. So these guys um, basically were told to do the bare bones minimum to keep the relationships intact. He's this one friend of mine is being paid the replacement salary of what he made as a high producing commission commercial loan officer said, don't bring in new loans. And uh, to keep you from leaving and to keep you from trying to do new loans, we're just going to pay you your average pay, which is pretty crazy. Um, And then basically just try to keep the relationships intact and it's not uncommon for business loans to be variable short-term loans in nature so you generally are going to be provided annual financials updated to keep your loans in place or to renew your line of credit from one year to the next and so they're sort of doing that on case by case basis kind of trying to look at these guys of how how are you managing this right now if you're in one of the industries that's been hard hit what does the savings look like what's your bleed rate how how far can you make it what does it mean for you to run at 10 or 25 percent capacity um, which sounds crazy right i mean imagine that but um so yeah commercial um has been impacted which really shouldn't be surprising um and man any trip through about any city america right now you see the vacancies sure. out there you understand that um the business community is cut deep it's, yeah. um, it's, but that, as far
4: sobering. as loan programs go, that's really it that seems to still be impacted. Yeah. It seems by and large like even the lower credit score stuff has has come back within reason
3: um yeah i just say on some of that stuff i think the pricing is still not great like for example um va loan um yeah what's up with
4: the jumbo va market that's an area where i continue to get feedback that the pricing is just it's not it's almost as if no bank wants a jumbo va loan yeah
3: and so generally you would if you're looking at that kind of transaction, you're going to elect for a standard conventional loan, high balance, or even a, one of these other jumbo loans now. that, um, And that, I mean... The bottom line is that those loans, the government loan programs, USDA, um, FHA, VA, those go into the Ginny Mae securities. Those securities have had the highest rate of default forbearance and performance issues. And so they're just not wanting to keep piling them in. You, I mean, you shared with me, I was a little bit like shell shocked when I saw, we got a note from one of our investors that said that we did a loan for somebody that was a purchase loan that immediately requested a forbearance agreement, Mm -hmm. Um, which I was like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. But I mean, this is just sort of proof that the banks don't necessarily want to be begging in these type of low down payment um, self-insured or uninsured in some cases government type of loan programs like this and so they're just adversely pricing it to make sure that they're not um, you know putting out all the neon lights saying get over here and get this yeah
4: it's i mean it's true the the government loans are definitely hit harder i just don't see why the VA jumbo specifically has been adversely priced to disincentivize it, but the regular VAs and the regular FHAs and all that. Those are fine. Fine. Seems arbitrary. Yeah, it does a little. It makes sense, though, that you know the delinquencies are greater in those product types because those are the types that are more forgiving on credit and they offer the lower down payment options. Yeah,
3: so, so generally if you lack savings or you have a higher debt-to-income ratio um, – which, I mean, if, if we're being honest, then generally those products are the people that are in, you know, more of the, the lower paid jobs. And that's why they don't have the savings. Um, and when you don't have savings... Um, COVID has taught us (laughs) another (laughs) reminder here that when you don't have savings, when the storm comes, that rainy day fund was important. Right. Um, And so uh, another just great lesson, just stockpile the money when you're doing well. Yeah. Um, the, The dark times come. You're seeing it across
4: the nation, not just with households, but even with municipalities. If you'll notice this election cycle, every single city in our county and i would venture to guess outside of our county in other states as well they're all looking at sales tax hikes as a way to make up for the the you know they all all cities have some kind of rainy day fund and all cities depleted that that fund this year and so this is an effort to try to rebuild that fund yeah um so yeah it's it's not just people it's businesses it's cities it's you know, all, all, everyone needs to yeah. think about
3: oh. funding the rainy day fund. It's important. It is important. And it's often forgotten. I mean, <laughs> saving money is like not sex. It's not. <laughs> uh, and it's not. savings rates like so many, I, I was, I was actually talking um, earlier today with, with a family member about, um, you know, when you have an opportunity to save money, you really should. And um, one of the interesting things is that, you know, with these interest rates being next to zero, there are some benefits, right? Like your mortgage is now 2.5% or your car loan might be 2% or your credit card might be 2% or whatever, right? There's all these great borrowing opportunities. But you know what sucks? Your savings rate is 0%. And, I mean, it has been now for 12 years so we have a whole generation now of people that have no idea that you can save money and experience interest and that's like the the excitement of saving you know I was going through with one of my boys, we were, he has a bank account that he's kind of unaware of, you know, it was like, we do, um, since they were little, if somebody gave my kids a cash gift for Christmas or a birthday, I'd, i have made it go in their bank account and only let them have access to half of it. So it's like, if, if you got a hundred dollar check for your birthday from grandma, that's fantastic. What do you want to buy for 50 bucks? <laughs> so we were going through one of the accounts the other day and, and my son said, well, what what is the forty seven cents? And I was like, "Son, that's your interest, man. That's what the bank paid you for giving them that money." And he was like, "Only forty seven cents," and you know. But it's like, yeah, if you've had savings for the last twelve years, you're not making very much money on your savings, and that can be one of the things that gets people excited about saving. Sure. So, anyhow, a good reminder again here that saving money is important. It's very important. It matters so much. And like you point out, it matters if you're a city. It matters if you're a business. It matters if you're a household. It matters if you're just a lonely old person. <laughs> Having some savings matters. Um, well, I think we're about that time. We'll do the final break. We'll tie in your 06 <laughs> reference to the A's. Because what was it? This is the first time they won. They won a
4: playoff series. They Or they haven't won a playoff series until today, since 2006. They've had a lot of playoff heartbreak. But today, they they got the, the monkey ears. Some of my fellow A's fans saying the, the gorilla off of our back.
3: Yes. <laughs> um, Who would you guys play today?
4: The uh, up-and-coming Chicago White Sox. They're an exciting young team. Great. And...
3: uh that shows you how much I've uh, been paying attention. Now that I'm working in the office again, even like dinners getting hard. Um, it was easier to like make meals when you just had to move from like one room to the other in your own house. But uh, yeah, I haven't I haven't got to watch too much sports. I did watch great sports the other night. A boxing match between these two fantastic old white guys. Uh, really good verbal uh, sparring. In fact, it, uh, was even, it
4: was it called a debate? Yes. <laughs> right.
3: Uh, I think it was the unpresidential <laughs> debate of 2020. Yeah, yeah. That was about as close as I came to a sporting event. If you event. came <laughs> to
4: learn about policy and uh, what you might be voting for, you were probably left disappointed.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, maybe next time. All right. Uh, we're going to go ahead and take a commercial break here and we'll be back here in just a minute to uh, tie Dan's 06 story into uh, the real estate relevance that it is. Stick around after this short break for more Mortgage Matters.
1: It's time to pay some bills. Mortgage Matters will be back in just a few seconds. Join in on the conversation at 805-543-8830 or 1-800-549-5832.
5: It's time to make a change. Get lean and efficient in time for summer with Kennedy Club Fitness and AM Sun Solar. Schedule your free consult with AM Sun Solar and you could win a one-year membership to Kennedy Club Fitness. That's right, get entered to win a one-year membership with Kennedy Club Fitness when you schedule your free solar consultation with AM Sun Solar today. AM Sun Solar is your local solar company providing exceptional service since 2001. Call us at 805-772-6786 or visit us at amsunsolar.com.
3: Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. As a direct VA lender, we specialize in helping the great servicemen and women of the Central Coast utilize their benefit to purchase and refinance real estate. We thank you for your service and believe it's a distinct honor to serve you. Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved.
2: Just call five four three mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central
0: Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328358.
3: Hi. This is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We are using low down payment programs and down payment assistance programs to help folks just like you buy their first home. You may not need to save and wait as long as you think. Are you ready to explore home ownership? Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved.
2: Just call five four three loan. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast. Central
0: Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328358. In the heart of wine country, in Templeton, home to one of the top school districts, you can own a brand new, beautiful home, not a condo, a home, built by the best, starting for less than $500,000. Introducing Vineyard Creek from Coastal Community Builders, who've been shaping our community for 30 years. Right now, Vineyard Creek, just off Las Tablas Road in Templeton, has plenty of homes to choose from, but with prices starting below $500,000, homes are selling fast. Visit CoastalCommunityBuilders.com today. In these times of economic turmoil, it's hard to know where to turn for
1: financial security. At Blakesley and Blakesley, they've been providing solid financial advice for over 30 years. If you'd like a second opinion on your investments or just a financial tune-up, turn to a proven name you know you can trust—Blakesley and Blakesley—for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Come to Blakesley and Blakesley with
3: offices in San Luis Obispo, Santa Maria, and Paso Robles. Member FINRA and SIPIC.
0: listening to mortgage matters on kvec news talk 920 and fm 96.5 with
1: your host the mortgage experts from central coast lending join in on the conversation at 805-543-8830 or 1-800-549-5832 now back to the show
3: All right, everybody, welcome back. With the final care. segment here of this episode of Mortgage Matters, about 15 minutes to go. And um wanted to spend this last part here talking about housing. Um, and, of course, it's going to relate to COVID because <laughs> everything right now is, that's like the DNA of, of mankind today is the the binding agent of of COVID. But, uh, yeah, so, um, you know, interestingly enough, before we dig into kind of national statistics of the few different measures that are available to us today, I'll tell you what it's like boots on the ground here. It is dog eat dog. It's funny that um, the opening bumper to the show is like a little soundbite that says, you know, real estate this is the time real estate fortunes are being made or something to that effect um and it it's true i mean it's it's super crazy um here locally it's just unbelievable the level of appreciation that we're seeing still i mean we're now ever since covid started we're now starting to peel back towards double digit appreciation again in some of these markets where um I keep track of some of the places that, uh... That my clients miss out on when I feel like they wrote a really strong offer, um, write a full price offer and then don't get responded to, and so then you see it. Um, so then I'll just like jot it down and catch it 45 days later to see what it is. Um, I saw a house here in Tascadero where it was for sale for 450. Some clients wrote for 450, missed it. Um, I followed up 45 days later. It sold for 480. That's a big pop. That's Mm -hmm. a lot over the top. I mean, that's like a seven or eight percent over asking price offer. Um, you know, there's some people that appreciate the fact that there's competition in there when someone's willing to go that far over the top to buy a house. Um, but I have had multiple situations lately where two of my clients that are both pre-approved in the market at the same time come to me for a pre-approval letter on a home and, you know it's okay for me to give both parties a letter but i can't tell them what the other one's thinking i can only you know they say hey i need the letter i'm going to offer 515 and so i give them the letter at 515 and you know the other one calls and says i'm going to offer 530 and it's generally related to how many you've missed out on recently <laughs> right yeah when you're uh brand new into this market right now freshly pre-approved and find a house that that meets your standards you say Oh, I'm going to I'm going to write an offer and we said oh, what do you think 10% below asking um, buddy You better get comfortable quick with going straight to asking because that's every bit of what it's going to take and then be prepared for it to go beyond that. Um, It's just a crazy set of circumstances right now. People um, fighting each other to overpay for real estate. And we're beginning to see this nationally in some of the data here. Um, So first of all, not just a... um, not just a purchase statistic here, but um, the FHFA keeps a housing price index um, that shows us what happens. This is all loans that are happening by way of Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, um, generally appraisal data uh, available for loans, but also purchases that have happened. Um, the home price index here uh, was month over month plus 1% of, um, from August, well, they made a revision of the prior month even was was 0.9%, um, changed it up to 0.1%. And then in September here, it's just rolled out at 1%. So when you have month over month of 1%, um, you don't have to like have too high of an education to know that that's double-digit year-over-year appreciation should it sustain. So um, no doubt it's hot right now. Some of these other indices that look at the year-over-year, for example, um, Case and Schiller... Home Price Index released their data this week on a national level. Now, one thing to remember when we talk Case Shiller is that it's got a two-month lag. So they just are rolling out data that's telling the story of June. Um, June shows that home values rose 4.8% on the year-over-year. The prior pace, the year-over-year for the month before – I'm sorry, that's for July. The prior was 4.3% for the month of June. So you see the rate of appreciation um, from month to month and then year over year picking up steam in the June, July. And it's not hard to sort of look forward and cheat ahead where we see these other indices are pointing to greater than that um, appreciation that's happening now. Um, And interest rates... Have just helped fuel this fire. Um, still at very close to the all time lows. I mean, really, it seems that about 30 days ago was probably the true low water mark. And though rates have increased a little bit, I would say the average consumer that was getting a two and a half is probably getting a two and three quarters now. Um, but it's been trending back. It's been getting better. And for all we know, in another week or two, it's going to be right back to that two and a half level. That's certainly what the trend line has been reading for about the last last six sessions.
4: Yeah. If we could pause here for a minute, I think one thing we see pretty often is at the end of a quarter or near the end of a quarter, we see movement in whether it's stocks or bonds or mortgage-backed securities or whatever, we see movement and not because of changes in economic conditions, but more just it's a, it's someone who trades for a living and they're evaluated quarterly on their performance. So, they use the last couple of weeks of a quarter to kind of shore up positions, sell strategically, buy strategically everything strategic to make the quarter end p and l and balance sheet look really great so you can get more customers next go around
3: yeah and generally speaking, I mean that makes quarter those sort of time periods makes it better for your opportunity to buy a car or do other big ticket items as uh, folks or businesses are trying to get quarters looking good i mean that's yeah. kind of your last chance at at solidifying your position in that period.
4: And so, so we saw it with like right around mid-September where it was kind of that low watermark for interest rates. Mortgage-backed securities prices were all-time highs. Great time to sell, right? At yeah, the high. Absolutely. So that we saw a lot of mortgage-backed securities, you know, uh, movement because of that quarter-end phenomenon that we, That's right. we see and, often.
3: And now we're just starting to see, okay, well, now let's get back to business as right. usual. And so we'll just sort of float back towards that direction. So, um, yeah, anyhow, digging into that Case and Schiller um, you know they showed basically the 10 city composite showed a 3.3% gain which was up from 2.8% the prior month the 20 city index rose 3.9% which was up 3. Point, from 35 in June um, actually got to call that 20 city index the 19 city index for June as they couldn't get Detroit into um, the report they yeah. had technical glitches and couldn't <laughs> ever get their data to reconcile So They just ended up uh, running out of time and tossing Detroit out of the mix. Um, Phoenix, Seattle, and Charlotte, North Carolina reported the highest annual gains out of those 19 cities. Phoenix boasting a substantial 9.2% gain with Seattle at seven Charlotte was six Charlotte making its way into the numbers, not generally there. Um, Phoenix and Seattle, however, though, have been on a hot streak for quite a while. Mm -hmm. Um, if anybody has a time machine, well, you're probably not listening. You probably already left 2020. <laughs> um, but going back a few years here and picking up real estate in in Phoenix or Seattle is just a smart thing to do. Um, and 16 of the 19 cities reported um, higher home prices um, for the period ending July 2020 as they did compared to um, June of 2020. So by and large, this is a national trend that that real estate values are going up. And of course, it's fueled by low interest rates, right? I mean, if if only, if you had to pick just one thing, you would have to pinpoint it on interest rates. And, um, you know, it just makes it a great time. Interest rates are so low. Um, I've been working this week... Um, I've, I've been working with more investors that are coming in saying, hey, is now the time? Because these stock markets are at all-time high, right? I work very close to it. And by the way, how confident in that are you? Um, it might be a decent time to take some of those assets, maybe pull $100,000 out of one of those big investment accounts and make a down payment on an investment property. When you're looking at the fact that you could lock in an investment property at these crazy low interest rates, you're creating a positive cash flow opportunity of several hundred dollars in a month that will literally vaporize in two or three quarters or a year or two or three no one knows how long they're going to last but as the cost to borrow increases the cash flows immediately impeded so in this case when you if you have the opportunity to look at buying an investment property um, which sounds crazy right that you would as an investor that you would approach this market where you just learned that that people are fighting each other to overpay for real estate. Um, But at the same time, you're dealing in 30-year fixed. You're dealing in 30-year fixed at the lowest rates they've really ever been. So you're able to lock in a really long-term cash flow to a property. And one thing that we learned from the last recession that we had, um, the great recession of 2008 um rents never really went down did they No they really as didn't as bad as the economy got rents never really got soft home prices did but guess what when those people lost those houses they became renters and so we saw a consolidation there as people that were in a good position to gobble up property sure did but so it just creates a unique opportunity right now and um you know I would say it's really a you know my duty to you to tell you that if you're if you're considering that um, we can help you with that you know the other opportunity here is uh, second homes and vacation homes if that's been on your list and you're doing okay economically, Uh, might be a good time to think about that Um, in some of the more touristy parts of the country where airbnbs have been down and those other things have been down um, could be some of the bright spots in the market as people that were invested heavily for cash flow are now realizing that without the cash flow they want out and so if you're somebody that wants to buy in a market like that there's some opportunities to be had and so um You know, we're helping people buy investment properties, but also second homes, that ski cabin that you always wanted. Um, and, And, you know, kind of the last thing I'd say about that, a lot of the clients that we've been talking to lately are buying those kind of properties here in town, picking up a second home here, knowing that this is where they want to retire in three or four or five years, thought they had more time, but these low interest rates have called them now to come. Uh, you're, if you thought you were going to buy in five years, well, these values might be going up between four and 10% a year. It seems crazy to say, I know. Um, so you might be saving some money on the sales price of the home, but you're almost definitely saving money on the interest rate of the home. So, um, right when this whole COVID crisis was,
4: was unfolding, I, I remember we were on the radio, we were talking about whether or not it would accelerate, the migration from the big cities to the, the paradises like San Luis Obispo County. Has to, right? And it sure seems to have done that. I mean, it seems like with the competitive nature of, of the real estate business right now, that it it seems like people have accelerated. that. My real
3: estate friends tell me too, that they are busy with clients from out of the area um, that now that most businesses have figured out that you can work, from home because you've had to that if so, they're sort of retooling the way that their businesses work Mm -hmm. and, um, I mean, we're kind of a great example of that where we're sort of rural here, even though our densest parts of Slow County are still quite rural by standards if you're coming from the Bay Area or from Southern California. That rural nature gives people comfort that they're not in a Petri dish of folks using public transit and right. getting each other sick. But we also have pretty fantastic... Um, you know, access to like Wi-Fi and internet and things around town is it's pretty good. Almost everywhere you look. So it just makes it attractive. And um, yeah, my real estate friends tell me that that's, that's a big part of what they got going on and it's causing pressure. If you're a first time home buyer, um, you're up against those people. And one of the things that happens, by the way, when they're coming from San Francisco or Los Angeles, they look around here and go, well, you can get a lot for your money here. Mm -hmm. So they're pretty excited to come see how, what you can get for 600 thousand dollars here because it ain't much in the city <laughs> right and those yeah. folks man they, they seem to come with a lot of cash too yes they do <laughs> yeah um so yeah that uh if you're hearing this i mean i gotta make the same cattle call that we make all the time this time i say it with more confidence since we have new underwriting help we're going to be able to shave some time off of our turn time here in the company but if you've got an interest rate over three percent if you've got mortgage insurance call us, let's look at a refi. Um, If you've got a loan term that's longer than your retirement uh, goal, if you want to retire in 15 years but you got 20 years on a loan, come see us. Uh, We probably need to get you in a 15-year so we can couple up your goals with your reality. Um, And then, yeah, if you want to buy a vacation home or a rental property, we're helping you with that too. Uh, Find us on the web. We're at centralcoastlending.com or you can call us at uh 543 loan 805 543 loan you never tied in 2006 oh you can't take me there now now we don't even have enough time for all that <laughs> um you i think i blame you new um, home sales just hit their best level since
4: 2006 wild that's um, exciting
3: hitting a, a pace of over 1.011 million new home sales shattering the 875 target um and yes, that's, that's the connection to the A's. So thanks much for being with us today, you guys. We really appreciate it. And we'll bring you another episode as soon as we can. Stay healthy.